0: Hello, everyone. Crypto traders around the world, Crypto Talk Radio, Basic Cryptonomics is back with another episode. Thankful for you joining us here today. Let's kick this off real quick. Won't take us long. We got a couple bits and bulbs to get out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. You can check out all of our various episodes, download, listen. We appreciate if you'd spread the word. The more people that we get listening to our show and our various episodes, the more people we get on board with what we're doing, the greater we can be, the more we can serve you. We appreciate you. We appreciate any word that you can spread as well. And CryptoTalkRadio.net continues to be updated. We are adding content constantly until we are satisfied with the outcome. So keep tuned on that same channel for more and more to come in the future. And we will let you know anytime that we make any changes that are significant, at least, or anything that's new launched. Of course, our tribe membership in the upper right corner, click that, and it'll let you know about the different plans that we have available if you want to support the show. Keep us doing what we're doing. Pass up us a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but you get a lot of value for each of those tiers. Check that out at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news for today. I only got one update and it's an important update, but I only have one. And that is we are getting close to signing the second endeavor, the second deal for my side gig that I do the my normal walk of life. Of course, walk works technology and I've been working hot and heavy on my first endeavor. And I mentioned that one and unfortunately upset a person uh, with that update, but I think it was important. You know what's going on. The second that we're trying to sign is, That's like the gateway for me to get back to pre-pandemic levels of reasonable, you know, success. So I'm excited, but I have some work to do because unfortunately the contact, although they're good people, uh, they're behind the times and I do business process improvement for a living. It's what I do. And they're dramatically stuck in stone ages with their process. They're not up to date with many of the great things that our government actually did do things like, being able to do certain screenings remotely because we want to keep people safe and they're not with it. So I'm having to train them on the way things need to do. And we've got one step left and then there's another external thing they've got to do. And there's another thing. So we still got a ways to go, but I'm, I'm committed to trying to make it happen because I'm excited about the potential of getting a second client on deck because that (laughs) from a financial flow perspective makes it very easy for me to, realize where I want to be and get back to where I was going to be until, you know, COVID hit once COVID hit and it budget started to be locked down. It got really tough. Now we're starting to get back to track and I'm happy about that. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I can't, I can't express enough by the way, my appreciation for the triad members that stuck with me this long because the triad is something that I'm, Very excited about building and growing and developing. And I do think there's something there. And this opportunity that I'm going after opens a lot of doors for that to expand even further and get everything wrapped up the way I want before the end of the year. Without further ado now, let's go and get our news. I've got a couple of news pits that I think you'll find very intriguing. Let's get the fun stuff out of the way. First, if you've been watching charts you'll know that we hit the dip and I mentioned this uh, last week. We hit a bit of a rough patch and on the weekly, I covered what was really going on in my opinion and we're seeing a little bit of green come back but it's still some turmoil and of course, Jerome Powell's part to blame for this. We have other catalysts for why it seems to be tumultuous but there's still a general bullish sentiment. There's still a belief that things are going to be recovering. It's a matter of time and some People are getting nervous, rightfully so. But I maintain, as I always have done, the core tokens can never steer you wrong. And I I will keep that. I think that's where we're at. And right now, that's the vast majority of my attention. I do invest in one-off tokens here and there, like my Fave 5, and there's a couple of other ones I have my eye on. But the the core gas coins, right, the Ethereums of the world and AVAX and Compound, et cetera, I always have my attention and I'm watching their price movement over the garbage tokens that are out there just because that's where the money is going to come back to. So the big one is Ethereum. Ethereum had based at about 980 per coin, got as high as close to 1980 ish, went back down again to about 14 some odd and it's coming, creeping up ever slowly. Right now it's about 1525. It's not bad, but it's not really where we want it to be. Obviously. And there are people that are, have watched my YouTube coverage and they say, you know, I'm I'm in long on Ethereum. It's got my eye too. I see what you're talking about. I'm in long on it, which I think is one of the strongest, strongest uh, cases to be made. I think that for right now, anybody that is kind of bullish on the core, any of the core, not just Ethereum, but Ethereum is going to be like a front runner, I believe. Not just because of the merge. Overall, because if we think about utility, I think utility is where we come out better. I think utility is what's been lacking. I think utility is what's going to sustain the business because it's the one thing nobody really heavily focused on until now. So I believe that there's always going to be these, and I'm going to talk about one of these, there's always going to be that kind of FOMO pump, irrational attention on some of these garbage ones. It'll always be there. There's always going to be Bitcoin. It's always going to be there. I'm saying that I think that people are starting to pay attention to utility and it should matter more than it does. But I think more are starting to recognize those tokens that are trying to do it and give them the attention they deserve. So then this DogeChain, DogeChain.dog, I'm not going to do coverage overall. I'm going to call it to attention because it currently is the, the, let's say the (laughs) shill of the month. I guess that's the best way to put it. There is so much hype on this. There is so much shill on this. And there was so much pump on this. Its numbers got very dangerously close to Luna. And I'm talking Luna Shiny. It is unreasonable levels of pump. If you don't know what Doge Chain is, Doge Chain was founded by a completely different guy who was a Doge investor who was frustrated at the fact I've said before, Doge doesn't do anything. It ha- It is its own blockchain but you can't build on it. It was not, it's not built for that. It's just, it's it's just a coin (laughs) and they're proud of that. And so this guy from the community spins up this whole thing, does this major marketing campaign, spends boatloads of cash. There are boatloads of videos out there. He apparently had offered $14 million to the Doge founder, or one of them to help and partner and say, support this. The thought behind Doge Chain is to create that utility, to create the ability to build applications and use the Doge, the actual Doge coin itself, bridged over onto this new blockchain, Doge Chain, to facilitate transactions, giving it more utility than what it has. The thought being that it would increase the popularity of Doge. I'm talking Doge itself, but also this new chain can kind of run with it. This comes out prior to Pulse Chain, which is another one that's kind of floating out there. That's been delayed. And so the way this guy, whoever he is, did the marketing for this dose chain was, I would argue, perfect because it got unreasonable pumps. Unreasonable pumps everywhere on exchanges. Every exchange, literally, not Coinbase, obviously, but the majority of other exchanges jumped on this business and it was getting unreasonable levels of, of pump. It's starting to crap out now. But the reason I'm calling it to attention more than anything is it's one of those that is ostensibly trying to create a utility around a a coin that doesn't have one. And part of the appeal of this is that if it truly does what they say it does, it means your Doge, which previously is useless other than a store of value, gets a stronger utility, which in theory could correlate to more price movement. Well, people came out, did analysis, and they said, you know, this is a pump and dump scam. You know, this is is not legit, it's not serious. I took a look at it myself. I didn't do full-on end-to-end, but I can't see the whole blockchain side itself. But in terms of the token, which is on Ethereum and and Polygon, I didn't see anything wrong with the token. I didn't see anything wrong with the transparency. I didn't see anything wrong with it at the core. It just seemed like they're just saying, you know what? We're not, we are essentially dependent on doge and doge support to be supportive if it's able to do what it claims to do and i'm not saying it can i'm saying that if it does it would indeed cause some positive price movement for doge i'm not saying whether it's worth supporting or not because i don't know i think it's too early to really know that seems like they were serious about it because again they if kucoin listed it It's got to have, it's, it passed some levels of rigor. KuCoin is not an easy exchange to get on. So I'm saying that whoever's behind this did their due diligence and did their research and spent enough money and they were able to get it clean enough to get the appeal of one of the larger exchanges out there. I say it's one that's worth watching over time, see what happens with it. Regardless of the fact that it keeps getting beat up, like left ways to crazy where people keep calling it a scam Nobody really knows for 100%. Even I don't know. It just seems the way he built it, that it looks like it's straight up. However, we still see this evidence that there's sketchy behavior going on. However, I would copy it. For sketchy behavior, who does the same thing, and it was able to still thrive to this day. Ethereum. Of course, I've said that I believe in the core gas tokens, and Ethereum's at the top of that list, as I just mentioned. There are now predictions that Ethereum is going to go below $1,000. I'm only calling this out because I think it's bunk, in my personal opinion. I think it's bunk. <laughs> I, I do. And I've said it before. I I said if it's able to go to $899, I will do live karaoke on the YouTube channel because that's how confident in my prediction it cannot go too much further beneath $1,000. I don't believe that it can. Um, Because I think it's too widespread. I think it's just not possible. It might go to like nine eighty nine something, but I don't think it's going to go too much lower than that. We'll have to wait and see. I think we're in a confident bullish position, specifically for Ethereum. In my personal assessment, I don't see Ethereum in significant trouble. Certainly not to the degree of Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I'll call out, is in some serious trouble uh, because Bitcoin, of course, went down beneath the twenty thousand. That's not good for it because as we said the bottom level was about 20,000 and if it was not going to be able to get uh, back up to some level it would be hard for it to recover so we'd have to wait and see what Bitcoin looks like Bitcoin I'm more concerned about than ethereum by far in away. way. I know others don't agree and they're entitled to their opinion but I'm basing that on history in the hist- in the past history, Bitcoin has been much more volatile simply because it's just like, you know, the big wigs got that on lock. Time will tell which prediction is correct, whether it's mine or theirs. I'm saying I think Ethereum is going to last. I don't think that Bitcoin, Bitcoin will obviously return to some level. I think it'll take longer for Bitcoin than it will Ethereum. MasterCard has released a new type of card. This card, if you're in Coinbase right now, Coinbase gives you a card and crypto.com did one too, but then they pulled a bait and switch on there. So I'll call out Coinbase. Coinbase, the way it works is that you can use your crypto. You basically assign which cryptocurrency you want, and then it spends your crypto as a regular card. You can swipe anywhere. The only place it doesn't work is any other type of crypto. So you can't use it to buy crypto from some exchange or something else, but you can use it to buy something for the store, buy stuff online, slick and clean and easy. I do that for certain monthly payments because what it does is stop them from automatically debiting any, you know, it's a controlled amount of money. I control how much they can charge. That way, if I don't want them to take the automated monthly payment, it'll just block them. And then they have to call me and I'll tell them, I'm tired of paying you 40 bucks a month for your garbage ancestry as an example. Well, MasterCard is about to release a card in partnership with Binance, binance.com. So us in the U.S. are screwed. But Binance, Binance Binance.com, and it basically would do the same thing, but it's going to only be supported to limited certain types of assets. So some of them, of course, USD Tether, BNB, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, Cardano, XRP, and a few others. In Coinbase, you can pretty much select any crypto that you own, so it's not limited to what somebody else chooses to give you to. Gemini had a card that did it gave you cashback rewards, Uh, crypto.com we talked about had the same thing. And then they, they basically rug pulled the benefits. And so this is starting to be a big thing on one of my previous episodes. I talked about this idea of debit cards being on the rise. You are now starting to see what I was saying to be the truth, that this is going to be a big thing. We don't know exactly when it's going to hit saturation and we're still early. So if you see projects that are trying to create this, the backing for this i think those are going to be some really bullish ones in the future because this is going to be more and more popular to help bridge the gap that we currently have where right now your cryptocurrency if it's stuck you can't get access to the actual fiat now here's the downside for things like this in order to take advantage of this you'd have to leave your crypto in an exchange and as i've said not your keys not your coins so you are taking on risk for doing this but it does simplify that transaction You have to choose. Do you want the simplicity of transaction or do you want the control of your cryptocurrency? Because as we see here, you can't really have both. In things like crypto to card, which is really struggling, you don't have to put the cryptocurrency in an exchange in order to use the debit card. You can associate it to your actual wallet address and it'll swipe direct, which I think is a cleaner option. But I think it's too early for options like that to really take off. And we're seeing that in the struggling of some of these up and comers. I don't know when we'll get past that to where we start embracing that. I don't have that answer. Hopefully we get something because right now I don't think the, like the Coinbase option is good. But again, I don't want to leave my cryptocurrency stuck in an exchange where it could be lost at their whim. Now we got some new data and this was not a surprise to me. It should not be a surprise to you. A survey was performed and people in cryptocurrency, which again, right now is less than 8% of the world. So we're not talking a lot of people overall. But nearly half of the people polled said that their investments, whichever cryptos they chose, perform worse than expected. Why do I say that shouldn't surprise you? Because by and large, the vast majority of the people that invest in cryptocurrencies invest in the garbage because of the let's go, let's go, let's go, do, 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 do. The shill, the hype, and they get in, And they gamble and then they get wrecked. That's the trend, which is why I advocate not getting into those. And I try to keep people safe. The problem is people get tempted off those. So until we get to a world where they stop falling for those traps of the shillers and the hype masters and the kids that say the word jeet and the people that say the word keck and all this and get to treating it like a serious thing, there's going to be more of this. They're going to keep getting wrecked in their investments because they're falling for the traps they're traps that's really what they are it doesn't even matter if they're rug pulls it doesn't matter if they're rug pulls it doesn't matter if they're honey pots we're just talking the short pump ones that, you know they pump for a little bit and then they crap out like lockpay or safejet um, or you know uh, crypto vault or some of the other ones that they can't seem to sustain any traffic ETH fan token is another one or they just never get out of the, get out of first gear like freedom forever freedom Financial freedom. There's ones where they just, they're never going to go anywhere. And I never focus on those and I've called them out. But again, we have a lot of gamblers out there. Quote, among the 16% of adults who say they've ever invested in, traded, or used a cryptocurrency, 46% report their investments have done worse than they expected. Of course. (laughs) Quote, by comparison, 15% of these Americans say their investments have done better than they expected. 31% say they worked out about the same as they expected. Another eight percent say they're not sure. Nobody should be not sure about how your investment is performing regardless. Quote, among the 16% of Americans who say they have ever invested in, traded, or used a cryptocurrency, about three quarters say that a major or minor reason is that they want a different way to invest, 78%, or that it's a good way to make money, 75%. Some 54% say that at least a minor reason is that they think crypto is easier to get into than other ways to invest. This is a, this is scary. That data I just gave you is scary because it, they want, okay, they want a different way to invest. Okay. You want a different way to invest other than the stock market. We need to ask why I say that because if you want to invest differently, there's tons of ways other than the stock market that are significantly safer. It all boils down to your level of risk and what you're trying to do, Right. You can invest in bonds, you can invest in stocks, you can invest in e-rates, you can invest in ETF, you know, bundles, you can do 401ks, IRAs. There's all sorts of investment mechanics you can do. You can invest in straight real estate direct. You can invest in auto, you can invest in oil, you can invest in energy, general energy. There's all sorts. And so this feels like a lack of education that people are not really doing due diligence in terms of all the varying ways safer ways to invest if all you're trying to do is diversify because that's really what we're talking about in my mind you should get into cryptocurrency for a specific reason that is attributable to cryptocurrency here's a good example from mine I got into cryptocurrency primarily off of SHIB because SHIB had a community aspect to it I later learned that it still has the community aspect but it doesn't really help the project at this point in fact it harms the project because the community wasn't well managed okay I start getting into Satama because at the time it had a really good community and seemed like it was well put together. It seemed like it was smart. Seemed like everything was on the up and up. And then the failed November 13th Vegas event happens. And I realized that the, I can't trust the devs and I have to be skeptical of the devs. I have to criticize. I have to be questioning of it. When I get to the ever rises of the world, for example, Everrise is top of the list, top notch and what I want from a project. Overall, I think there's only one complaint I have of them, and that's that they don't want to go on certain shows. They only go after Shillers. Other than that, in terms of the you know their interviews, they only go out to the blue check marks, put it that way. Other than that, I love the project. I love what they're doing. I think they're one of the best in the business that nobody really knows about because they don't do heavy marketing of their product. But again, it's specific to cryptocurrency that I do so. So I'm saying that if certain people are only getting in because they wanted to diversify. I think that's faulty because crypto is such a high-risk investment overall that I'm not sure, like, it's almost like you're, again, it goes back to the statement. Well, we thought it was going to do better than this. Well, yes, because you got in for the wrong reasons. And then, quote, it's a good way to make money. I don't agree. (laughs) I think it's it's a way to make money. I'm not sure it's a good way to make money because of the, number one, the volatility, number two, sketchy devs, number three, The kids that say Jeet and everything else and, you know, all these disruptors that I can't argue it's a good way to make money. It's a way to make money, but there are certainly better ways to be making money. You could make better money on scrap metal, frankly, my personal opinion. And then saying that it's, quote, easier to get into than other ways to invest, I have no idea why they say this. (laughs) Because if you think about the stock, chances are your bank has some sort of a stock something. Chances are. So it's straight over, you, you don't have to do too much hoops. When you talk about cryptocurrency, unless if you get on an exchange, central exchange, it is not easy to get into this. On the central exchanges, it somewhat is, but then you got KYC, you got all this, you got a low fiat to it, you got to figure all this stuff. It takes a bit to get up and running. And once you're up and running, then it's like, okay, there's this new crypto I have my eye on. It's on a completely different blockchain. Now I got to figure out how to get its gas. Because of course, none of them thought Let's just build a faucet to give you a little bit of gas to buy our product so we can encourage buys if it's on a new blockchain. Like, I don't agree. It's easier to get into than everything else because everything else is around fiat directly. So I thought this was interesting results. I do challenge anybody listening to hear, if you disagree with what I'm saying, please do. crypto talkradio.net, fill out the contact form. But I would argue it's much more difficult to get into cryptocurrency. It's much more difficult to make money in cryptocurrency. And I don't agree that it's a it's a better or good way to make money. I think that it's a risky asset thing. It's a high risk performer. It's not. It's it's almost gambling in a form. There are certain ones where you could have a greater probability of making some money. I still think it's a harder path compared to the alternative. Anybody who was in AMC or GameStop during the peak will laugh at that statement because they made way more money than anybody could ever have made in cryptocurrency. That's not saying crypto can't make you some money. I'm saying that I don't believe that should be the focus in my personal opinion. Crypto.com, when I was doing reviews of the various exchanges, I covered crypto.com and I said that they're crap because I believe they're crap. And as long as they maintain that you're a web-only interface, I will never support them. And there's a reason. Well, beyond that, their debit card, their whole card, they had all these benefits that they used to essentially bait and switch people in. Said, yep, we got all these great benefits, doot-doot. Then recently they yanked all the benefits down. And a bunch of people were pissed off. I covered that on Twitter. Now, <laughs> apparently, crypto.com sent a customer over $10 million from in Australia. And she was supposed to get a refund of $100 or some error and if you know the banking system and fiat, at least in the U S this is the case. If the bank sends you something in error, you're not entitled to keep that money. You must give it back or they can send you to freaking jail. I'm like, okay here with crypto, crypto's not regulated. So technically it's fair game. Okay. So then she gets this $10 million deposit on the thing. And apparently this person, I don't understand what, how this is wrong, but Apparently in crypto.com, they had a human do the process, the refund. And what they did is they typed in her phone number. So you think in some places it's like one, you know, so they, they typed her phone number in the refund field, which just sent her literally a $10 million in her account. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go ahead and spend this. The company doesn't catch it. Crypto.com for seven months. Seven months. This happened in 2021. (laughs) She didn't, she didn't, and I'm not advocating any crime, but she didn't technically commit a crime. So she didn't tell them. She didn't tell them this happened. She just got the money said, I'm off. Later, crypto.com does an audit. They find out, oh, crap, we sent her way too money. And they tried to contact her and tried to get the money back. That money was gone. Gone, sent it out. Crypto.com filed legal action against her. And they found out that she had sent, basically she sent stuff to her daughter. She bought a mansion. She did all that stuff. And she had said, you know, she had had told people in her circle, they're going to come after me for this business. So what she did, she was brilliant. (laughs) She had taken the house that she bought and she registered it to her sister who resides in Malaysia. So that basically goes to, Jurisdiction, right? So it was. it Basically, it's like a quote safe house. I don't want to say that, but jurisdiction wise, it's safe now. And then, of course, the money goes to the daughter, so she doesn't have any. And so now, crypto.com is like, okay, we got to figure out what to do here. They go after the sister because the house is registered in sister's name. They want to get the house because the house is like at least one million dollars. That's something. They go after the sister. The sister doesn't show up in court. A judge rules in favor crypto.com, which Boggled my mind. Rules in favor of crypto.com says you gotta sell the house, you need to pay it back. But the judge said, you know, why don't you dispute it? Why don't you come at it? Come and dispute it, and da-da-da. Neither has shown up. Basically, they're long gone. And so that's where it's left off. I got two observations for this business, and I'm gonna wrap that up. I'm appalled that the judge ruled in the in the favor of crypto.com. Not surprised, but I'm appalled because there's there's no crime that was committed. This was a mistake clerical mistake by crypto.com and it really should be look you guys take the l you guys did it wrong take the l move on fix your practices so where you don't have humans making this kind of an error and then she was smart this uh, lady that got the money she was smart because all the stuff basically was not in her name and she knew what she was doing when this all happened and she they didn't catch it for seven months so that's another issue seven months after the fact you come after her for this stuff and she was brilliant in registering in other people's name so that it's out of jurisdiction well once it went out of jurisdiction to me crypto.com shouldn't have had a leg to stand on because it's like you're not this is not your jurisdiction you have no authority sorry too bad take the l i know that sounds weird because we're talking about real people's money but if you don't do that then the companies are never held accountable for those critical mistakes they have to own it they have to own it and say we got this wrong we have to take the l she got us And whoever that was that made the clerical error should be fired. They need to get more technology in place for quality checking to make sure that you don't do these kinds of things so that this doesn't happen in the future. That's all you can really do. Lastly, my call to action. It's a brief call to action. Luna Classic. Luna Classic is poised to potentially have some upward price movement. I'm not making a direct prediction. I'm saying that there's potentially some upward price movement. It's already started. We're already getting very close to some significant jumps. There's going to be a burn that's happening at some point in the near future in September, and people are kind of anticipating this as possibly a close-to revival of Luna Classic as part of a plan to get Luna Classic on track. My call to action to you, if you're in, because Luna Classic is one of the core tokens, technically. It's one of the gas tokens. It just happens to be its own blockchain. If you're one of those that followed my advice about the core tokens, I challenge you as call to action. Take a look at Luna Classic but measure your hopium. don't YOLO don't FOMO and if you're going to invest don't invest more than you can afford to lose because if you do go to Luna Classic it is one of the largest gambles you can think of because there's a lot of uncertainty here it still doesn't have the peg without the peg for UST it's a long shot however the team Terra Rebels is confident that they can restore this within a couple of years. So you'll see, if you look at the graph for Luna Classic, you'll see that the price movement is moving towards the positive side. And this is by the rumor, sell the news. It's basically in anticipation for the burns that are scheduled to happen in mid-September, ironically, on the same day that I'm supposed to start if I get this new endeavor happening. So take a look at it, because it is one of the core tokens. As I said, stick to core tokens. Make sure if you decide to buy in, do not go more than you can throw away. It should be throwaway money at best, but I'm pointing it out to you because you may not be aware of it and it could be life-changing if they can pull this stuff off and nobody knows what's going to happen. So I'm asking you to keep an eye on it. And if it makes sense, just don't go all YOLO, but certainly you might throw some money if it makes any sense in your portfolio, because as it stands right now, it's one of the very few that's standing out as having a potential for significant upward price movement based on the actions that they're taking. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. Cryptotalkradio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is at Basic Cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.